Blog Talk Radio. Give my regards to Broadway. Remember me to Herald Square. Tell all the gang at 40s. again and it'll be upon us so uh i'm doing good and me and you are going to be partaking in uh merriment at the hard rock cafe not, not the hard rock cafe the hard rock hotel in las vegas on the 28th which should be fun so i'm doing good yep. i'm excited and uh getting ready to get the show going good uh yeah that'll be next week i'm looking forward to it uh, I am going to have to hang up and call back in. I've got a internet uh, glitch going on here, so give me a minute, and I'll be back. If you want to bring Russ on, go right ahead. Cause no, I'd rather do the show by myself. I figured. I'd rather do the show that. by myself. Well, you know me. I'm uh, <laughs> in, in many ways. Uh, yeah, I'll bring Russ on while you uh, reconnect there. All right. I'll be As right back. you know, tonight's guest is uh, Russ Cohen of Hockey Prospects Radio on XM Sirius. So that's some serious business. This guy's got serious credentials, folks. No, he's no internet radio star like I am. He's higher on the food chain. But he's certainly knowledgeable. He's going to talk to us about the Rangers draft picks, I hope, and maybe some of the uh, lackluster moves that were been made by the Rangers in the offseason. I bring you... I know Jim usually has a big introduction for Russ. I uh, we'll see if he does. We'll... Russ, you're on the air with uh, the mouse. Eddie Geick, how are you, Russ? 
Good, Mouth. I'm glad we were able to do the show together and finally get rid of Jim. Yeah, I, he's really been an albatross around my neck for many he's years. He's an anchor. He's an anchor for you. Absolutely. He's been weighing me down. Yep. Which, uh, you know, listen, it's hard to support all this weight, and I've been have to carry him as well. <laughs> so, uh, Russ, good evening. And, uh, you know, I, I want to cut to the chase real quick because I know you're a man whose time is valuable. That, uh and you're, I really do. I, me and Russ have disagreed in the past, but we always, uh, you know, we always, we always hug it out, so to speak, we do. over the internet. And it's good to have lively debate. And um, I think let's first start off with the Rangers' picks. Uh, you know, I've spoke to Russ over the years, and Russ has probably about three years ago told me the Rangers really have a need to draft goaltending. And uh, it looks like it took them three years to try to address that need. And they did it with the 59th pick overall, Brandon Halverson. What do you think about the goalies that they drafted, Russ? You know, Halverson, it's interesting because he's a great stick handler. And as we all know, the, uh, the trapezoid has been enlarged. So this could be something down the road, four years down the road maybe, that that would help this guy. He's, I would say, a slow-developing prospect because this year was good for him. It wasn't spectacular or fantastic, but maybe there's something that they see in him that will make him that down the road. Goalies are really hard, as you know. I mean, as good as I think I am as a prospect guy, half that with goalies because – as an example, like I, I knew when I saw Mark Andre Fleury that he was a just an absolute no-brainer, but then I always thought Ben Bishop was a one A, and this year he proved me wrong by being a one. And so you, it's just it's hard to tell, but he's got the right size, and we'll see where he ends up. But it, it's not a bad pick, and I thought they were going to draft a goalie this year with that pick. I was saying it online if you remember, and so that part made me happy in the sense that they did it. But, you know, to try and figure out a Rangers pick, like to actually guess who they're taking, is impossible. Well, Jim is back. Jim, welcome back to this uh, illustrious broadcast. Uh, you've I been am replaced back. by Russ, <clears throat> by the way. Hi, Russ. Uh, uh, hey, Jim. 50 bucks and a ride to the airport, and he can have the job. No. <laughs> so, Jim, uh, I don't know if you heard that uh, Russ was talking about Brandon Halverson, Rangers' yes. first pick. Yes. In this year's draft. Yes. Uh, a little more optimistic than I thought Russ was going to be on this pick. He, uh, you know, he's usually uh, on the, uh, I would say, negative side, but he's very, 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 uh, what's the word? He's very leery to laud. He does not like to laud. Yeah, for a young goalie, it's tough to do that. Right. So, uh, Jim, did you have an open? I usually have like this opening for for Russ. You like the the king of swing or whatever you do. <laughs> the king of swing. As a as a matter of fact, I did have an intro written. All right, let's make believe he hasn't been on the show yet and hasn't told us about the great Brandon Halverson and and and, and welcome. All right. At this time, we would like to welcome back to the program the co-author of 100 Ranger Greats. I just got the audio version of that, by the way. It's, it's excellent. 100. <laughs> Nick, Nick Fatiu. 99. I don't even remember who was 99. The winner, Classic. Is that all they say? They don't even, 
audio <laughs> no, I'm kidding. There, oh, I don't think there is an audio version. <laughs> but I know where you can get it. Uh, oh. Baseball's best rookie, strike three, a player's journey through the infamous baseball strike of 1994. Wild plants I have known and eaten. He's the host nope. of Foraging with Russ Cohen on YouTube. The pride nope. of Nassau Community College. He prefers yes. the second Becky on Roseanne. He was the head football coach at LSU from 1928 to 1931. No. He is a hockey broadcaster so legendary that Foster Hewitt once won the Russ Cohen Award. Ladies and gentlemen, wow. Russ Cohen. That's tremendous. And, yeah, that Louisiana coach, it's interesting. That popped up maybe like two or three years ago on – on Wikipedia, and I was like, wow, I never even heard of this guy. <laughs> every time every time before you come on the show, I, this is the God's honest truth, I Google you, and every time I do it, there's, like, new information about a different Russ Cohen. Like, this guy that eats the plants, I mean, he's got, yeah. now he's got a you. I think we've made him famous just by, yes. by giving you credit for what he does. I mean, now he's got a YouTube channel, he's got a blog, he has got it all, before all he had was a book that he's out eating yep. dandelions or something. Yeah, he's expanding. There's no question about it. And, and remember, there's a new Ranger book coming out, but we'll talk about that a little later. <clears throat> yes. yes, we will. Very excited about this. And I Very didn't excited. mention, uh, what, uh, is that the, the one the about classic, things every... But that's a oh, but there's ones that every Ranger fan should know. I didn't mention well, yeah, that the, one. Yeah, the that's 100 things every Ranger fan should know before they die. That, that one's coming right. out October 1st. Right, and and oh, wow. the show, this this, bro, this broadcast made the top five, from what I was told. Uh, <laughs> not even a mention. Wait, wait not till even. the book is out. You never know. Um, not even. But you can pre-order now. That's the good we news. Didn't make you can it. pre-order now. We, we didn't make it. No, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't make it. We're in the back. We're in the back of the book with Dance and Larry. Never say never. <laughs> We are the Ranger fans. Dirty little secret. That's what we are. Uh, that's what we are. But we and love like you it. guys. We do love I you like guys. I like it that way. All right. So, so where where was we? So well, we were we talking about Brent Halverson. Yeah, Halverson. I wanted to kind of – you mentioned something there, Russ, about you never know what the Rangers are going to pick. And Yes. Like, as far as the player, this year I guess the position right, but as far as getting that player right on the money, very hard to do with them. Well, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. One Russ Cohen told me uh, several years ago the Rangers made a horrific mistake in drafting Dylan McElrath with, I believe, the ninth pick overall. And uh, I think uh, I owe him tenth pick. I owe him a... Uh, an apology for being somewhat stubborn and not acknowledging that, but it looks like uh, that dra- that draft may come back. It's actually haunting them now, I believe. It is, yeah. yeah. Because they rolled the dice with McElrath, and he certainly hasn't developed as quickly. Now, he's had the knee injury and everything, but he, he's certainly not going to be the player they, I guess they thought he was going to be. So my question to you is, if you had to give Gordy Clark a rating, and, and listen, I, I think he's done some good things, but that draft is going to be a real big blemish because the Rangers really could have scored big there, and mm-hmm. it may turn out to be a bust. So 
where do you where do you how do you what do you feel about Gordy Clark? I, I still would give him a seven, and I'll tell you why. There's if 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 you were to say to me, he makes every pick. It's unencumbered. There's no other opinions in the room, and he's and it's all him. Then maybe I would give him a lower pick, but that's not the case. So based on that, I give him a seven. Because I so see, who, who else is involved? Because I, you know, I always thought it was, they were kind of hands off with him, but you're telling me it's otherwise. No, there's otherwise. That's all I can really say on that. But there's okay. It, it, so there's there's more personalities there, and and so while he is making the pick, you know, there's there's a lot of talk that goes on. So based on that, I can't put it all on him. And again, just to conversely flip the script just in his favor. Ryan Graves, who I wasn't, you know, I wasn't down on, I wasn't high on last year's draft. In in the Memorial Cup this year, he looked great. He was blocking shots everywhere. He looks like he could be a shutdown defenseman. So did I see that coming? I'm not sure I did. I'm not sure I did. So then right. they got him in the fourth round. So you have to at least be fair about that. And and look, I mean, and lately, he's walking into the draft practically not picking until the third round both drafts, last two drafts. Right. You think yeah, he's frustrated I mean, I, with that, Russ? I don't think he's frustrated with it, but no nobody in his position would be happy about it. Nobody. Because you, you have to watch all these picks go off the board and you have to sort of – check off the guys that somebody else has taken that you thought would be good for your team. So it's not where you want to be. Now, if they were winning cups, it would be different. They'd made it to the cup, so you have to give them credit for that. But, no, that, that, puts, a, you know, that, put, that puts them in a tough spot for sure. Okay. I, uh, I think also kind of got to give them credit for getting some guys from overseas. I mean, Mm-hmm. You know, the scouting staff did get Zuccarello over here. I mean, you know, yep. stuff they've done with um, with outside of what they originally drafted. I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure they looked at Ryan McDonough before they traded for him. I mean, you know. Yeah, Gordy uh, always liked him. Right. And um, and then and, and kind of trading some picks that uh, were not, uh, what they thought they were going to be and get rid of, rid of them early, mm-hmm. such as Ethan Warrick for Oscar Lindbergh, right. and getting rid of Christian Thomas, who I knew you were very skeptical of, mm-hmm. and, and getting Danny Christo. So, I, I, you know, right. I give them credit for that. I mean, you know, they're still not putting the... To me, I have a problem with the whole organization as a whole because, for me... Your minor league team should strive to be the pipeline for talent. And the Rangers have ignored this for years after years. There is no developing people down there. There's no guys that are making their bones in the AHL and coming up and really making the team or making an impact, especially on the forward position. I mean, Uh, it happened, but it happened with this core not not recently, and so you're right about that. And look, that that falls on the shoulders of of Jim Schoenfeld. A lot of that, you know. Again, 
once Gordy picks them, then it's up to the player development guys to develop them. You know, you could put 25% on the player development, 25% on the initial pick, but 50% of that's going to fall on the player too. Because at the right. end of the day, player might have all the skills like a Pravel Brendel and just not really want to play that hard, right? So, and they can't do anything about that. They didn't know that, right? So, and that was Neil Smith. So he, you know, that was his era. So you look at that and you say, okay, that those are the things that can go wrong. And, but again, they, they have signed some good free agents too. Someone in the chat room wrote, wrote Connor Allen, and I do think there's some merit there. I, I think a lot of Ranger fans are sleeping on Matt Bodie. I think Matt Bodie could get a real good-looking camp. Probably will play in the AHL to start the year, if not for the full year, but could maybe be a guy that fills in this year. Because I'll tell you, he's got a lot of. He, I'm a lot higher on Matt Bodie than I was on Matt Gilroy, and and Bodie won a championship, but in a different way, with a lesser college, some lesser players. You know, there was Shane Gossespear, there's Kevin Hayes, who we'll talk about later. There, you know, Thatcher Demko. There's some real good players there, but not to the degree where the team was stacked like when Matt Gilroy played. So, right. You know, you got to give him credit for some of those guys too. And he's probably not 28. He is not 28. <laughs> he is 25. That boy was old. He was 25 when he came out. Yeah. Still growing into his body at 28, he said. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that was Michael shouting report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, since you uh, mentioned so, his um, name, Russ, let's talk about this Kevin Hayes kid. You, you, were, yeah. you were teasing him on Facebook, so. I did. Well, the Rangers it. are talking to him. That's the rumor, and, and I believe they probably are. I know the Flyers had a look at him, too. And, you know, it's an interesting story because it's similar, I guess, to Justin Schultz, where you draft a kid, you don't sign him, he graduates from college, and then all of a sudden, team doesn't sign him. So, you know... He's out there. All right, so give me the background on this, Kevin Hayes. He's not – what? this isn't the guy – he isn't the guy that was with the Freebird Wrestling. No, Freebird. no, not, not Michael P.S. Hayes, no. Um, <laughs> you would know that full Michael P.S. <laughs> Come on, he's a legend. Anyhow, right. 6'3", 205, well, he's more than 205 now, but he, um, mm. he was drafted out of high school, so he's still only 22. He's a decent skater. He's not a great skater, but he's very strong. He has good stick skills, and I think he's got really good moves for a big player, a big guy. The, um, the reason his numbers ballooned up, though, is because he was on a line with Johnny Goudreau, who was pretty much unstoppable at the college level, and he got two assists in the, in the Frozen Four. And, but, again, you go look at people's write-ups, and nobody wrote, really wrote about Kevin Hayes. They were all writing about Goudreau. So... It was one of those situations where he was benefiting from Goudreau for sure, because if you go look at his numbers every other year before that, when he wasn't a linemate, they weren't even close. That said, he does have some tools, and could you pair him with a Chris Kreider and get something? You might be able to, you know, because then you'd have two guys. If, if he works on the skating, I don't think he could walk in and just take a Ranger job anyhow, so I think he'd be another guy that you'd have to stock down in the A and, and see what you have. And I wouldn't spend too much on them, although they don't have a lot to spend. Because, you know, here, here's been the failing of some of the offseason. What, what I see as the failing is pretty much all the money was given to Dan Boyle. And then now it's sort of like, well, we'll just sort of fill the roster. 
and I, and I don't want to diminish some of these players, but that's what they're doing. They're filling the roster. And, and so I don't really like the, the shape that it's taking. Well, and, and I liken Dan Boyle to Doug Harvey when Doug Harvey was, was a Ranger. You go look at Doug Harvey's numbers and go look at Dan Boyle's numbers, and you'll, you'll see a striking resemblance. Well, my yeah, and I definitely concur with you. I feel like they're just putting bodies and basically like trying to get the roster filled and just mm-hmm. whoever wins the position wins the position mm-hmm. instead of, you know, I really think the Rangers going to the Stanley Cup, which certainly still a shocking thing to say to me, that, uh, for me to say rather, uh, I think it really took Quincy by surprise because – he certainly did not have a good off season, in my opinion. I mean, I, I'm not. I, it's, looks like some poor decision. I'm not so bad with the Dan Boyle situation. Uh, I'm a little miffed with the Tanner Glass. Although Tanner, you know, yep. I'm getting a little bit. Uh, you know, I know Tanner Glass hits, but I, how many I like playoff points do you think he has in his career? How many? Uh, let me see. But he's but how old is he? Two or lower? Much. It's lower than two. <laughs> Lower than two? It's lower than two. <laughs> he's, he's got negative points in the playoffs. No, he's got what? one. One point. He's got a no. point. Well, he's only been playing with the Penguins <laughs> ever in the playoffs. He's played 37 <laughs> playoff games. <laughs> so he's, he's putting up Rick Nash-like numbers. Well, that's not oh, fair. But, oh, <laughs> oh. I almost the, didn't go there. But, I know. Well, but, here's, wouldn't Mike Ribeiro at a million dollars have been a better investment? Wouldn't that have been money better no. spent than Tatterglass? No, because he's not a great locker room guy, and I think they're staying Tom away from him for that reason. Uh, yeah, right. he looks like he has drug addiction. He looks like skinny Pete. <laughs> I from, can't uh, comment either way on that. I, know I don't know. Can, but look at him. I can comment because I have no credibility. <laughs> the, that the worst he looks like skinny Pete from Breaking Bad. He 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 really looks. I mean, I don't know. And they, they really, they had enough of his act in Phoenix after one year and bought him out. You know there's something afoot. So a lot of yeah. Was, the biggest problem that I heard was that the picture of him signing his uh, Predators contract was that he, he has a jeans chain. A lot of people had a problem with that. He had a chain, <laughs> he had a chain on his jeans. It's like the gateway to a fanny pack. Yeah, well, you know, and and if you look at um, there's a picture that I've posted on on Facebook when Adam Rader and I were at the um, Hockey Hall of Fame probably about ten years ago, and and he he has a he has a Merce in that picture. <laughs> he doesn't like that I post it, but I do, and he has a Merce. Nope. Wow. And what was that press conference? With the Predators. What was that at a Denny's? It just looked like a room. With, <laughs> it looked like wow. it just. Like they were in the banquet room at Howard Johnson. Yeah, I don't know. You, well, listen, you've been in that building. You know better than me. You, you know, you're you're Mr. Phoenix. You you could comment on that better than I could. Well, was it the Mr. press conference Phoenix. for predator for the Predators? I'm talking about the Predators. Oh, Nashville. That's right. We're we're talking yeah. Nashville. I forgot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I certainly they could have. I I've been in that building, but I haven't been in any of their conference rooms, so I don't know. All right. Anyway, was it the Firestone Arena there or whatever that is? We used to be the Gaylord, but I don't know if that they still call it that. It's something. Uh, it's something else. It's something else. Smash. Joe Catroni will tell me he's from Nashville. 
the okay. Bridgestone. Oh, no, that's in Columbus. I don't know. Whatever Bridge. it is. I yeah, think you forget with all these. Prudential. No, I don't know. No, Prudential still just the, the devils. But anyhow. Bridgestone Arena. Anyway. Okay. So, uh, all right. Now, so we've kind of touched upon what happened in the, as far as the offseason things. Let's keep going with the, with the pick. Who's your favorite yeah. pick from this year? My favorite pick. Yet? You know, I have two that I really like. Um, I like Keegan Iverson a lot, and I like Daniel Walcott a lot. Iverson was on a really potent line in Portland. They put up a lot of points. He is a just big enough as far as height goes for the NHL, but I, I felt like he always had a pro body. I, I covered him in the All-American Prospects game and, and really liked him, spoke to him, was impressed with him off the ice, on the ice, played strong. He is a guy that if he continues on the road that he's on, even though he's a center, he could be a scoring center. You know, not, nothing crazy, though. Again, he, he's not a guy where I'm going to look at to say he's going to get 75 or 80 points. No, but, but I think he can get that 50-point mark in the NHL. And so I like him, and I like Daniel Walcott. The, um, the interesting thing is if, if you have some listeners out there, and, and I'm in the chat room, by the way. I don't know if people even know at, at Sports yeah, I was, rip, I was ripping your show. I was ripping your show undercover at the beginning to see who'd bite and who wouldn't. But... Um, <laughs> Oh, they'll join right with you. Trust me. Lovely. No, no, no. They were loyal, actually. They, um, one of them told me to be nice. And so <laughs> no, you, you have a lot of loyal listeners. But um, Walcott, you know, the queue has gotten a lot tougher. And I was doing a lot of radio with, with NHL Network Radio, like Eddie said. But I actually was doing it on the draft floor. So we were doing live coverage the whole first day and then a couple of hours on the second day. So then when I was finally free, I was able to take part in some of the press conferences, and Walcott was one of them. And, you know, he's a guy that, that definitely has a good shot, and he has a toughness level now that sort of matches the league because now that league has gotten very gritty, and it never used to be. And he couldn't speak to how it used, didn't used to be gritty, but he says every game is a battle now. And he, he gave me a quote, which I felt was one of the great quotes any prospect could give you, and he basically said that, you know, if he doesn't go home with bruises, he didn't have a good game. And, like that, and there's something to be said about that, especially because he's not—he's not six foot either. He's five eleven, so he's gonna have no. to—he's gonna have to be like that to to survive in the NHL. So I like the moxie, I like the fact that he had ten goals, and 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 his skating is good. He is a very good skater, and so I like that package because, again, if you go look at at the Ranger prospects. As far as looking for that offensive defenseman, it's him or Callie Anderson, who they drafted in 2012. They're your real hopes for a guy who could really run the power play. I mean, it's no disrespect to Ryan McDonough. He's filling in that role, but that's not really his game. And if they had a guy to do that, you would get more minutes even from McDonough playing on maybe the second power play, but more minutes on the ice for, for other things. And because I don't think he's going to get any more points than he got this year. I, I, I would kind of be surprised if he if he beats that mark. So I look at that pick. I liked it. I looked at Iverson. I liked it. Ryan Manth is an interesting one because he is a another guy who, if he's going to make it, is going to be a shutdown defenseman. And so a lot of good defensemen came out of the USHL. If you And, and just a lot of draft picks from the USHL this year. So I, I feel like they got 
pretty good value there too because you do have to sometimes get those guys and, and hope that they can make it because, again, the Rangers looking for shutdown guys four or five years from now when some of those contracts are up, they are going to have to have some guys take their spot, right? So, so I think that was a good pick. Don't ask me have about we ever Have we ever settled the, uh, is he Momanta's son or grandson? It seems like it's his, it's his grandson. But Man, nobody I'm seems to old. be 100%. No, it's his nephew. I'm getting old. It's his nephew? Nephew. Nephew, that's what okay. I read. It's his nephew? Yeah, I've read a whole, yeah. I've read a bunch of different things. So yeah. All right, so, <clears throat> all right, so nephew, there you go. Um, don't ask me about Igor Shesterek and you know, <laughs> who's playing the Russian juniors. I don't know. I, I don't. Right. How about Russian juniors? Nedshev. Yeah, he's a project. He is a guy that. Um, and this one I got via HockeyProspect.com because they're buddies of mine and they know more about him than I did, and 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 they felt like. He he had to sort of make a comeback this year, off a really bad year last year. So, and and the reasoning was he just didn't play his game this year. Played a little bit, little bit more of his game. He had 32 goals. That's nice. But he, um, I kind of worry about a guy that at 19 has to sort of reinvent himself already. So I think there's, you know, a little bit to worry about there. Not a lot, but, you know, something that you have to worry right. about. And he's, and, and he's not great in his own end, so he'll have to work on that. If he works really hard, did they get something? Maybe, because, again, he, you know, he's a guy that did put up a lot of points. He has some size at 6'2". He's a big kid. Yeah, he's a big kid. So, you know, where they picked him, I, I can't, in the fifth round, I can't have any real issue with it. And yeah, then, I mean, you know, I'm yeah. saying, you know, you're really just throwing darts at this point. You know, you're picking the best player available and just, yeah. you know. Like Jeff Fast is a six-rounder, right? And and if he makes the team like I think he will, that's a hell of a six-round pick. But for all the times that six-rounders make it, you know, you would be broke if you sure. if you bet on it. And then um, Lou, Lou Nanny's grandson, I don't know him. I'll be honest. I don't know him. Tyler Nanny. Yeah. 5'10", 174 out of high school. Yeah. Out of the Cake-Eater Development Program. Hopefully he grows. Well, if he eats cake, he will. He may not grow the right way. I like that. I, I want to be part of the Cake-Eater Program. I think I'm a graduate of that program. <laughs> you might be. You might be. So I think they did fairly well considering. But, again, next year is going to be sore subject in the draft because – they're not going to have that first rounder, and Ranger fans will pray. Even though they made it to the Cup this year, it still doesn't mean they won't have a year where they bottom out. And if they were to bottom out, then they might be giving up an amazing pick to Tampa. And I'm sure the year that that Brian Burke made that trade, he didn't think his team was going to bottom out that year. They did, and Boston got Tyler Sagan. So you know, hockey is a weird sport, and weird things can happen. And and that's why when the first pick was offered up. For the second, for the 2015 draft, 14 draft, sorry, I, I, no, 15, 15, I was getting my years mixed up, wow. For the 2015 draft, I didn't like it, because there's some great kids, better, they're the top five in that draft, better than the top five in this draft, and, and actually that, next year's draft is much deeper, so, I didn't like that, 
and I felt like Glenn Sater sort of um, really negotiated against himself because once Martin St. Louis said he wanted to be traded to the Rangers, where else was he going to go? Right, so right. I felt like the price was awfully high. And I still well, feel that you know, way. Glenn Sather is not apt to uh, overpay. It's <laughs> usually very shrewd. Nope. Oh, there's no that. price is too big. <laughs> price is too big. <laughs> oh, the whole. So, yeah, I do agree. With, I think the Rangers are going to be in a transition here. And I, I don't think they're going to be, uh, you know, I, 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 I like Evie's coach. I think they'll, they'll, they'll do okay. I don't think yep. they'll do great. Uh, I hope they don't bottom out. And I think the pressure is now on Martin St. Louis to be, uh, you know, very productive in the regular season. So let me justify. Maybe he's going to have to be. Day. I mean, you know, so. And yes, he's going to have, have to be. Nash is going to have to be. Guys are going to have to really step up because even if we started to break down, you know, Nash's 26 goals, I'm going to hazard a guess that eight or ten of them came in that two-week period when Team Canada was watching them. Yeah, he did step it up. Well, we have uh, one of our regular callers is calling, and we'll bring a, a caller, and he's uh, Jim, you know, uh, Kenny from Iceland. He's on hold. Yeah, you want to put him on? Russ, it's, it's one of our regular callers, and, and he wanted to call in and ask you a couple of questions. Kenny, are you sure. there? Guys, how are you? You're on with Russ Cohen. Russ? Russ. Yeah, you're on with Russ Tony, Kenny. Come on. Guys, guys, as you know, uh, I go back uh, 40 years with this team. And uh, this this one is not a big game goaltender. Oh, here we go again. What are you basing that on? Basing it on the finals, you know. But he made it to the finals. Did you really think the Rangers were going to win the finals? Did you really think that Lundqvist was going to shut out the Kings every game? Like, what were you expecting? I, I was expecting a, a, a big game goaltender performance. This is not, uh, uh, you know, this is not a major league goaltender. Sorry, uh, Kenny. Come on. Listen, oh, I have I mean, to, not only do I disagree with you, I, I vehemently disagree with you, and, and I'll give, I'll even quote Mike Lang from the Pittsburgh Penguins after the Rangers Ooh. won that. Ooh. Mike Lang from the Pittsburgh Penguins. You never heard of him? He's their voice on the radio. He's pretty famous. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's pretty famous. Come on, he, he, his sound bites are everywhere. Anyhow, hey, to, after the game, Everybody was gone when after the Rangers beat the Penguins, and, and he talked about Lundqvist and, and the fact that he came in there, game seven, on the road, must win, and won, just like the great ones, and he's seen them all. He, Mike Lang has been around over 30, okay. 35 years. Hey, hey, hey. So, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Sure. And I know, I know that I'm in the minority on this, would you not be better served trading him, hear me out, you're trading him, you put in uh, Albert, and you give yourself some cap space. I don't, think they'd be, I don't think they'd be better served because, A, I'm not sure Talbot can handle the workload, but B, I'm sorry. 
the Rangers get the Rangers get a goalie like Lundqvist once every ten years, and and some teams never get a goalie like that. The minute you trade him, you can never you can never get that that quality back. And then if you try and go out on the free agent market, like let's say Cam Talbot's not doing it for you, who would you get? So I, I don't think you could replace Lundqvist that easily, and I I, I wouldn't suggest it. Sorry. Uh, unbelievable. All right, second point. Okay. Big Richards. Who are you getting to replace Richards on the first line? That's a good question. They, uh, they, Cause they're I not. Because I'm not shoulder-stepping. Well, here's the thing. Stepan's really a second-line player, but he's forced to play on the first line because the Rangers lack that first-line center. So... Based on that, there will be a, a, a you know they're going to miss Brad Richards because in this off season they're not really filling his shoes. I don't know. Are they going to move up Zuccarello after all that scoring? I don't know. I mean somebody's going to get moved up, and you have to hope that they click and it works. But you're right. There's going to be a, a little bit of a void there. There's no doubt about it. But that contract would have been worse to keep than keeping the player. That's that's the thing. It wasn't anything personal. If you looked at that contract, it, it just went way too long. And the fact that he doesn't, he's not the same, what would you think three years down the line or four years down the line with Brad Richards? So this year, it'll hurt a little. It will. So, Kenny, you would have you would have uh, kept yeah. Brad Richards, but you'd get rid of the best goaltender in the world. First of all, that's your opinion. By the way, how's, how's uh, sunny Arizona? <laughs> how's Arizona? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kenny, do you think the Rangers should get should have gotten uh, more tougher in the off season? Sure. You know, you can never have too much toughness. You know. You know, and just to throw this out, Kenny, too, I mean, Lundqvist did have a 920 save percentage in the playoffs. I'm not, I, I, don't look at, I don't look at numbers. Well, that's, that's the number you should look at. Let, let me tell you, if there's a number you should look at, that's the number you look at because that's the number that gets goalies paid. That's really the main number that matters for a goalie. I, I look at results. Okay. Well, the results are you made it to the Stanley Cup. My final point is uh, for you to write – a book on the Mets and bring in a loser like Adam Rader. Yeah, well, I knew this was a phony call, but I played along. (laughs) I mean, of all people to bring in to write a book on the Mets. That's great. (laughs) Adam Rader? Listen. Adam Rader adds credibility to everything. I was desperate. Thank you. The other <laughs> Russ Cullen brings Adam Rader in to write books about edible weeds. You know, the sad the sad thing is that that phony phone call is not the craziest call you're going to get tonight. No. <laughs> that's that's no. one of the best phone calls we've ever had. It was that good, was though. Legitimate question? They, were, you know they were legitimate and ridiculous questions, but I answered me, them me, just in case, but I had a feeling. He did. He did, but let me tell you something. Ultimately, Russ has the last laugh because I had to sit through ten minutes of prospect <laughs> coverage waiting on hold. <laughs> so Russ gets the last laugh because 
it's almost like he knew I was on hold and he was going long. <laughs> That's fine. I was waiting for you to ask about Avery and could he help the Rangers this year. I could, oh, yeah. You know what? I, I, I wouldn't have gotten through the question. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great voice, by the way. It was a good Thank voice. You. Thank, you. I had to, Thank you. I had to mute my microphone the minute I heard that voice. I didn't know you. I didn't know you had that kind of. I didn't know you had that ability. I mean, that's impressive too. Right to the bed. Yeah. North Star. All right. I know. Yep. Yep. And voices. And voices. And voices. And and funny voices. All right. Well, Russ, uh, outstanding job tonight. Uh, (laughs) As you, honestly, you can tell this guy knows his prospect. I mean. it's gotten to the point now where I need to know when I need to know something about somebody, this is the man to call. So well, I appreciate you know, that. legit. He he knows what he's talking about. Ah, he's cool. All right. Good show guys. All right. All right. Thanks. Adam, yeah. thank Patty. you. Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> thank you, Kenny, for my plus. Yes, you're welcome. Take care. <laughs> I think wow. it's a good choice too because you know, I'm from North Massapequa, and Islip is far out there. And so if you are going to get someone that sounded like that, he'd be an Islip. Yeah. Or Bayshore. Well, we stayed, might be in Bayshore. We, I was coordinating this with Adam. We were chatting on Facebook, and he said, I said, what's your area code so that I know it's you? And he, and he gave me his area code, and he said, but he said, but I want to be from Long Island. And he said, and, and, he said, and my name will be Kenny. And I said, all right, how about Kenny from Islip? And he said, that's perfect. <laughs> Kenny, that just sounds like a talk show, you know, like Vinny from the Bronx, you know, or, yes. you know, Stan from, from Bayside. Bayside. Yeah. Rocco from Bellevue. Uh, well, let's get this back on track. Enough of the frivolity, the, uh, the comedy, you know, I'm a very serious man. Yeah, we don't want to get the impression we're enjoying this. Right. Yeah. You don't want to have fun. Serious podcast. But, uh, I guess, Russ, I wanted to ask you, a lot of Ranger fans are hot on this Anthony Duclair. What can you tell me about him? Well, I can tell you that he was a guy who, at first, people questioned his work ethic. They they questioned his size first. That was the biggest reason why he he dropped. And, and and again, he's got a kind of body that he's going to have to really put some weight on, put some bulk on. So... When you put all those things together, he dropped to the Rangers. And and I'll tell you, Gordy Clark was really tough on him this year because when Duclair was ripping it up about early quarter of the season, Clark went there because he was getting reports that, that he wasn't he coasting, was kind of... but he wasn't playing a full 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. And Clark basically said, listen, you need to play a full 60 minutes. You can't get by just on your – on your ability and everything else. And then his numbers exploded after that. And, and we know, yeah, he had 99 points, 50, 50 goals. I, I don't really put much stock into the 50 goals because in the queue, goal numbers do tend to be higher. So right. I leave that part out, but I am pretty high on him in the sense that he could possibly make the NHL. Am I going to project him for the first line? No. Could he be a second liner? Maybe that could be a zenith. I think you're looking at a guy maybe that could be on a second line. And so there is something there. I like the kid's attitude. I did talk to him when he was drafted, and I saw him hanging out with his buddies, and he, and he looked like a happy-go-lucky guy, which is, which is important. You do want 
somebody good off the ice too. So I think there's something there. I don't know if he's going to be a star, though. I mean, I think I think we have to sort of pump the brakes and, and see where it ends up. But I think he's a guy that's still, you're probably looking at three years away. All right, let me throw two other names at you. I know we've kept you a long time. No, but, I'm good. Uh, I, I, I expected it. Oh, good. Because I've got to know. I've got he, to know. Keep what he's saying is we goof off a lot. Yeah, we. <laughs> yeah. we everybody knows. Like, my dogs are asleep. Everybody's prepared. Okay. Brady Shea. Yes. Does he make the team at a camp? Does he no. wind up? No. Okay. What, no what's he, he like? Uh, he's a really excellent, I mean, already pro skating defenseman, very, very, very strong. He, in the, in the uh, Frozen Four, didn't have the greatest of games. He, he really didn't shine the right way. He did get beat a couple times defensively. I felt like... He didn't handle the puck great. It was it was the worst viewing I'd seen of him, but I'd seen some good ones too. So I think he needs more time. I think let him go back for a third year in Minnesota, and and maybe when he's 21, 22, then we're we're talking. Does he have a chance? And maybe he's still going to need a full year in the AHL because we have to remember when you do send a kid back to college, even if he makes the playoffs, what's he playing? 45, 50 games. So at some point they have to get used to playing more. But he's he's on the track for being good. And I'm not going to count one viewing and say, well, oh, that's it. It kills him. But right. I have to be honest and tell you, he didn't have a good game, and he'd probably tell you the same thing. Yeah, and a lot of times in a big spot you want to see a guy, how you he do. performs and uh, how he handles it. And, uh, you know, you would like to have seen him a little bit more. I watched a little bit of it, and, and I, I kind of concur with you. Another college kid, Cristobal Boo. That's your cue, Jim. Boo, I don't know if we still have that. Do we still have that clip? Oh, you look for it. it. Boo Neves. Is it Neves? No, it's Neves. Neves, like... uh, Neves. Okay, okay. Uh, What about Boo? Hold on. What about the great boo? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say great. I would say has a chance to make it to the NHL, but I would never say great. I I, I think he's, he's a guy down. slightly down. I think there's a work ethic issue where he could be working harder. I think there's a softness issue where he could be playing tougher. And so while he's got the speed and he does have some flash, he's, he's missing on some of those other things. And I'd like to see better numbers out of him in college. I mean, 22 points so far doesn't really float it. So mm-hmm. we'll see. You know, I wasn't high on the pick. I wasn't killing the pick. But it was one of those situations where, and look, we all do this. I'm as guilty as anybody. But I wanted the guy after that pick. I thought Damon Severson would have been a perfect pick for them. Instead, the Devils get him, and I guarantee you, there's a guarantee that Severson makes it to the NHL and is a good defenseman in the NHL. So, we'll see. We'll see about any of us. The Anti-Wood has a question. He wants to know, do you think that the NCAA development track is getting significantly better, significantly better than it has been than in the last 10 years or so. It is. 
It really is, and I think that's why you're seeing more free agents get signed. I, you don't have to go back that far, really, to see the difference. I know you guys know your Rangers and you know your hockey, so you certainly could tell me who the uh, NCAA goalie the Rangers drafted before Lundquist was in the 2000 draft, right? Yes. Okay, yes. who was it? <laughs> that would be a uh, uh, That would be the great Jack Anderson. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just made a plain American name. I it was know. a guy named Brandon Snee out of Union, and I found one, one of S N E E, and one of my friends who covers hockey because he covered college hockey up at RPI remembered him and said, "Yeah, he wasn't very good," and so he got drafted two rounds ahead of Lundqvist. Just so you know. Wow. So it has come a long way, and and I think you are getting more quality. Kreider shows that. I, I've made the statement, and I and I stick by it. It's it's been hard for the Rangers to sort of draft a first line quality offensive player, and and I think Kreider will still turn into that, and I think he's well on his way. And they really haven't had that since like Jean Rattel. I mean, there's a lot of guys that have come through, but you could see at least now with the raw materials of Kreider how even the announcers can't deny that at times you really can't stop him. Like when he's got a head of steam going and he's going to the net, the other team really can't stop him. It's a matter of will he score or not, will they trip him or not. But, and they haven't had that in a long time. So I think, I think when you can get that out of the college system, you're going to continue to dip back in. And, and that's where I think the hope is for Shea because I think they're hoping they, they have another guy that plays a similar game to McDonough, a little less offense. And, um, and they get the same results. So I think, yeah, I think uh, the college system is working out much, much better, and I can go on a long laundry list of guys that have made it to the NHL through college now that are really good players, not just, you know, third or fourth liners. Russ, I got a question, even though it's not Ranger-related. The, the okay. kid that the Islanders drafted in the first round, uh, Hosan? Well, yeah, that Josh Hosan. Yeah. How, how good do you think he's going to be? Is he? I mean, is, I guess there's... He's, Big question about his attitude, right? Yeah, and, and it's funny because I originally did my top 30, like not a mock, but where I rank guys, and, and at first he was in it, and then I did one more version, and version 2.0 he didn't make it, and there were two reasons. One was the off-the-ice stuff, and the other reason was he does tend to be a risk-reward guy taking too many risks and does turn over the puck as a result. But this guy's got speed through the neutral zone. He really can stick handle well. He's got a really good shot. So he's got the right offensive tools as long as he doesn't get rushed. And I think the Islanders are finally over that, like you saw what happened with Josh Bailey when he got rushed. I, you know, they might have something there. I, I like Michael Del Cole a lot better, but that's who they got with their first pick, and that was a smart pick. He will make it to the NHL. He might only be two years away. So I think he's going to be quick, where I think Hosang, they have to sort of get him to, you know, get a little stronger, be a little less risky. <laughs> and show that he could be a uh, a solid citizen because and, and not you know because again if he gets unleashed on New York and he starts having success you kind of worry about that a little bit so I'm sure they'll talk to him about it and and maybe that'll that'll be a thing of the past and maybe they'll have something. Well, see, I'm concerned about him because that's the what? that's the Rangers' pick. Right. That that the that the Islanders used on him. So if this guy goes on to be a 
40 or 50 goal scorer. We'll be hearing about this for the next 30 years. Well, because it's a Ranger pick, you know he's going to do something. <laughs> right. Right. That's already, that, that's, that's already that's probably, set. Yeah. We've yeah. lived that many times. Yeah. Now, uh, wait, wait, where, where are you on this Islanders going to Brooklyn after this year? Do you I'm think fine. this is going to work? Do you think this is going to work? Well, it'll work in the sense that they have luxury boxes to sell, and I think by then Charles Wong will have sold a team. So I think it'll work if they're winning. I think it's like anything else. For a year, a lot of people will show up. But in that second year, less people are going to show up if they're not a successful team. So I think that's why they're, they've made some moves now to try and move in that direction. They're going to have guys like Griffin Reinhardt come up, and, and, and they have a couple of other prospects. Maybe Ryan Strom does something. They, they have a couple of young they defensemen. Got some they got some guys. I mean, they have some guys you know, in the pipeline. And so, Tavares is a superstar. I mean, you yes. know, uh, yeah. You and know. he needs some help. He does. A guy like Rabner hasn't been enough help, even though he's, you know, shown some some real good yeah. flash. Okay. But his not five short-handed goals against the Rangers a year it doesn't cut it. <laughs> yeah. He, he, I mean, consistency's really? not been great. But I think it can work. I think there is a risk. There's no question there's a risk leaving Long Island, though. Even though we could all say, hey, they don't have enough people showing up or whatever, but there is a core and then the minute you branch it out and you make, you know, you add a half hour onto somebody's commute, nobody kind of wonder. I'm telling you like, right now, Russ, there is no Islander fan. Very few are going to take the train. I don't care how easy they make it to mm-hmm. go to Brooklyn to watch them. It's just yeah, the way an it issue. is. And like Howie Sussman brought up, and you know, the rink isn't designed for hockey. He's right. They had a design. This is the, the puzzling part about the Barclays Center. They had a design, a multi-purpose design at the very beginning. And I don't know what happened. My speculation is is that they spoke to Charles Wong. He wasn't interested. And so then they changed it to just basketball. And that was kind of dumb. That, was, that wasn't a good move because they should have envisioned they could maybe get some other hockey team in there in the future. But they didn't do that. So now it's not an ideal hockey rink because there's going to be – some obstructive view seating, and and they have a situation too where there's there has to be three chillers to take out the humidity in an NHL building. They barely got the third one in because it wasn't designed for for hockey. So they did it, and you Small saw they had not even in the middle. What kind of circus is this already? Well, I mean, they played on it, and it seems okay. So they did, they fit it, but it was a tight fit. It was a tight fit, mouth. So. And a, and a facilities guy told me that. I'm not, you know, I don't know any, I'm not an HVAC guy. But a facilities guy who was in that building told me that. So that's how I know that. Do you think that these Brooklynites, these yippies, these not yippies, all uh, yippies. yuppies, yippies, yippies. <laughs> well, that's what I'm talking about here. All these, uh, these hipster doofuses over there. These latte drinking people. Pay six dollars for sixty dollars a ticket to see John Tavares and nobody. Well, they don't have nobody. Let's let's be fair. I think there's a little bit more there now. They finally have a goalie. I think there's a little bit more there. So will they? I don't know. But it is you know. Let's face it. Brooklyn's pretty young. I mean, I, I went out to to a show there and ate around the neighborhood and walked around and I could see that there's a lot more young. A lot more young people there than there used to be. So 
art galleries and all stuff around there. I know, but they got to get hooked. I mean, there's no question people are into art and music there. But the, I mean, yeah, that's the Rangers what it is. are four miles about. away. I don't get it. It'd be like the Mets moving to the Bronx. Well, they, or, or well, they, they have to get away. Well, once it's this lease that they signed with the Coliseum with Alphonse D'Amato, I mean, come on. They didn't get anything that they could say. I mean, they got totally hoodwinked. I don't know yeah, what's going on. You know, the weird part is, here's the part that I don't understand, and I guess the hardcore Islander fan will never understand. So they leave Long Island to go to Brooklyn because the Coliseum is, was going to get demolished. Then the Coliseum wasn't going to get demolished, and now it's going to get renovated, and now they're going to have a hockey team anyhow. So it's like, it does make you scratch right. your head a little bit. Well, I, you know, I applaud Wang, Wong, whatever you want to call him. Uh, I mean, he tried. He was a dreamer, and he thought big, and that whole Lighthouse project would have worked out well. But, you know, listen, you know, they pay enough taxes in Nassau. He, he had the right idea, but uh, it's the wrong area to do it in. And, you know, he goes to Brooklyn. I think he's going to sell a team. I think uh, that's that's on the horizon. Uh, you know, Wank came up short, as Roy Erickson says. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, you know, I think it could work. It's not a slam dunk that it's going to, but I think if they're pretty good out of the gate, it'll help. And I think they are going to have to send out guys around the neighborhood. I would have John Tavares going door to door and say, hey, listen, come to the hockey game. Here's tickets. But that's me. All right. All right. Enough of the Islanders. I've had enough. It's seconds me. Uh, I know. All right. Although I know you, you brought it up, remember that. I know. I know. I know you watch a lot of hockey there, though. During, I do. Know. I do. Okay. Russ, we All have right. a real Go we ahead. have a real phone call for you. Joe Catroni yeah. wanted to ask you a question. Joe, are you there? Hey, Russ. Hey, Joe. How are you? Good. Good. Hey, um, you spoke uh, earlier about um, uh, Jesper Fast, and you felt mm-hmm. he was going to get promoted. I agree with you. I think he's going to get promoted. Do you think Christo will give him a challenge on the right side? On I assume um, he'll play, still stay right side on the fourth line with I at this point you figure maybe Lombardi will center that fourth line with, yeah, with that's what it looks on the like. left. That's what it looks like. And you would think that that would be the case. I I would only assume that there's something Vigneault doesn't like about Christo that he never got a look last year. I mean, he had a really good year in Hartford, so I mean, he had 25 goals. I don't know why he didn't get a look. I'm sure in camp he'll get another look. But the thing about Fast that's really good is he's, he's gotten a lot more physical in his game, and he's really good at controlling the puck. I mean, that's the one thing, if you notice, in any of those games that they put him in, and, and look, I don't, there was, to me there was no reason why they took him out of some of those games like, and replaced him the next game. He, he played fairly well. And, but I do like his all-around play. He's not going to put up huge points. But he is a good skater, and he does know how to hold on to the puck, and he's a pretty safe player. And I think he's starting to figure out North American hockey. So I think ultimately he'll win that spot no matter what. Well, yeah. let, me, let me just interject here for a second. Now, you yeah. listen, uh, Jesper Fast, Jesper Fast, <laughs> dropped the H, which annoyed me right away. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, that's why Jesper, they did it. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 you know, the thing is, though, Russ, Bottom line, I know these guys are young. 
Mm-hmm. But you got to put up points. You got to get a point on the board. Score a goal for me. Give me something to go with. And this and this guy that I'm going to bring up now, I want you to explain to me what is going on with JT Miller. Do you see him fitting in here? I'm sorry, Joe, to interrupt your question. No, that's what, okay. What I was actually going to ask him about Miller. Uh, Miller is an interesting one because he seems like he hasn't fully gotten over the turnover bug, and I think I think that's a reason that he was getting yo-yoed a little bit playing an occasional playoff game. I don't know. I, I don't think he, look, when he was drafted, I thought he was a guy that was sort of like looked at as a safe pick and I looked at him that way and I never looked at him as a guarantee to make it, but I thought, Hey, there's, there's a chance for him for sure. And, and there's definitely still a good chance because he is a physical guy and, and he has good size, but he's really sort of got to get the hockey sense in gear because that's one thing Vigneault is not going to put up with. Now, Tortorella was worse with young players, but let's face it, Vigneault was pretty tough on him too. And right. Miller did put up two points in the playoffs, but the problem is he did some other things that weren't great too, so that was right. what what got him out of there. But I think he's going to have a decent chance of making it. Again, now with some of these other signings, he could be the odd man out again. It's possible so we'll just have to see because, look, he is, again, he's 21. If they send him down to Hartford, it's not the end of the world. And maybe they'll do that to start to kind of say, work your way up, kid. And, and if they do that, I can't kill him. Uh, I'd probably kill him more for the Matthew Lombardi signing, but that's just me. So then, Russ, it leads to my next question then, real quick. If yeah. you, if, 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 say, J.T. Miller doesn't make the team and he gets beat out by fast mm-hmm. and – Maybe you know whoever. Who do they plug in? All right, because you get you you got to figure that Steppen's going to center Nash and Kreider. Yeah. If Broussard gets promoted up and plays with St. Louis and Haglin, yeah. and Moore gets promoted up and plays with yeah. say Zuccarello, and then you fill in the blank on the left side. I mean, if they switch Miller over to the left side, I can't see Tanner Glass being a third line left winger. Can you? No, no. Glass is going to have to stay on the fourth and right. So, yeah. so that still, there's that hole on the third line left wing. Coming well, into this whole thing, I said that they're going to have to fill two left wing spots. And I don't remember J.T. Miller. I don't remember if they played him at left wing at any point. I He but, may have played a game or two there, but I don't know, based yeah. on the way he is, if they're really going to switch him. They yeah. would probably be better off switching a veteran, but that's maybe where um, Kevin Hayes is coming in. I mean, right, you might right. have identified the spot that they're sort of looking at for him. Yeah. yeah that okay. would be, well, that that's would what the, I wanted to talk about. Well, you know, I think you raised some good questions there, Joe. I mean, and, no, you, and, did. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a perfect, you know, scenario for Hayes to come in. But the rain, there's somebody is going to have to come from the shadows and really perform well for the Rangers to to even come, I wouldn't say come close to last year, but to compete at the same level. On, well, here, they here's have the a other lot thing. of gaps. There's another guy that I'll casually bring up because I didn't understand the way they sort of handled the signing, but they signed Ryan Haggerty, right? And they signed him to like a one-way deal so he could never play in Hartford. And so he didn't play in Hartford. He was just a, a scratch for the rest of the year. Did have 28 goals with RPI. Is a pretty good player. Is a winger. Are they going to let him compete for that? that that's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. 
Right. But doesn't he play right side, Russ? Yeah, but, I mean, again, somebody's going to have to switch to left somewhere along the line, like you said. Yeah, right. And somebody's going to have to ping pong. So somebody's going to do it. One of these guys is going to end up doing it. And, and it's not like, yeah, I mean, it's not like they can't, they can, they have much wiggle room to bring in a third line. I mean, they could, right? And theoretically, I mean, if they if they got the four RFAs, they got Zuccarello, Kreider, Bassard, yeah. and Moore. I mean, if if collectively they're they're all going to get raises to what right. degree, you know? Okay, so if they if if they have thirteen million to play with, and they sign those four guys collectively for say ten to eleven million, yeah, then you know it doesn't leave them a lot of wiggle room, but it does leave them. You know, because of the fact that Fast is already under contract and Glass and Lombardi, you know, I yeah. mean, theoretically, if Miller doesn't step up and grab a spot, then they could go out and and, and find a third line left wing mucker. Yeah, you know? true. Or That's... or resign Carcillo and see if Fast can ping pong to the left side. Well, and, and I'm thinking and if there's someone who could probably do it fast is probably the guy that, that probably could do it. And Carcillo may be just waiting to see what's left, and and they yeah. might be trying to bring him in. So I think there is there is a possibility of that. Right. And I think these Most other guys will get a chance to compete, too. I think they'll, you know, they're going to have to because the only other flexibility they would have, and again, I bring this up because there hasn't been a conclusion. Mark Stahl made the made the point that he wanted to get a new deal before the season started because he didn't want it to turn into a Callahan situation, and so far it's turning into a Callahan situation. So mm-hmm. at one point, do you let it ride? Do you let it ride into the season, or do you trade him before the season starts because you don't think he's signing with you, or do you let him go until the trading deadline and then you trade him? You know, at some point, that may give them some cap relief if they do that. Right. If somebody like Connor Allen looks good and there's, there's another defenseman to fill the void, because it's certainly not going to be Matt Hunt like I wouldn't have given him the money. How about, how about um, the chances of Koska being remaining on like as a seventh line defense, a seventh defense? Yeah, this year? I mean that's, there's a chance because he, you know, he's played in the NHL. He hasn't played recently, but right. there is that chance. I mean, I can't say no for sure. Yeah. So yeah, but I, but I'm just saying if there's going to be any flexibility, he'd be the guy that would give them the flexibility. Yeah, and so we'll see what happens with that. I would really watch that situation because, to me, it's turning into the same situation that Jordan Stahl had. Right. The same one, and they probably have the same agent. Mm. Yeah, I, I I think it behooves the Rangers to trade Mark Stahl. Uh, Why would I you say that? If he's going to, because I think we've kind of seen the post Mark Stahl. He mm-hmm. didn't have the greatest of playoffs either. Mm-hmm. He was very inconsistent. Uh, you know, I, I, and he's going to be looking for a, a long-term deal, and I don't really want to see him. I, you know, I, I think I, I don't want to invest another 5.5 or whatever they're going to give him. Uh, it, to me, it's, they're going to have to either make the decision to go total revamp or... Uh, on the defensive side, because they lost Strollman too, uh, right? And you know, we—I really think it's either kind of like a you know, shit or get off the pot moment for them. I mean, and and again, it's it, it's it's again, it, it just it it it, it it's just a it's just an issue. I like Stall, but uh, you know, you know, and the way Girardi played in the playoffs. 
They should have kept Callahan and traded Girardi. But you know, I, well, you need these guys during the regular season. You know, I you mean, do. I, you, you definitely. I do. mean, he's I mean, just—he's only—he's gonna—he's just hitting his prime, though. I mean, I, yes, he's had some injuries, but I mean, he's only he, twenty-seven. He's twenty-seven, he has, but yeah. but he doesn't add anything offensively. Okay, mm-hmm. he he he's not a guy who's good in front of the net and clearing people. He doesn't play as tough as I think he should be, and that might be because of the concussion. I feel like he's played less of a physical game since then. And, uh, but he may be a necessary evil to keep the team, you know, above 500, you know, I mean, or keep the team successful. So, I mean, it, it, it's a tough decision. But like Russ said, again, with the buffoon Sather, it's turning into another shit circus again. Sorry for all the swearing. That's okay, but I just I just think if it rolls into September and he's not signed, do you really want to go through another season like that? Because it's it's it'll be worse this time than it was with Callahan. Because everybody was sort of in denial, like oh, he's, Callahan's not going anywhere, nothing's going to happen. And now that something did happen, well, now with Stahl, right. there'll be tons of speculation all the time. They signed Lundquist in December. When did they sign Girardi? Uh, it was right before yeah, the Winter Classic, wasn't it? So it was like sometime in January? Before the Stadium Series, rather. Yeah. 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 Well, yes, it was. That'll it was, be yeah. definitely become a story if he doesn't get wrapped up yep. by training camp. That, was, that definitely will be the story. Might February even become 28th, the story before 2014. Then. Yeah. He signed a six-year, okay. $33 million extension. Yeah. Wow, we've covered everything. We have. Well, Basically, I'm, I'm I, actually kind of. I'm actually. I mean, you know, look, we lost some guys that we all. Well, some of us loved, some of us hated. But you know what? They were good soldiers for us. You couldn't keep everybody. They knew that no. going into this whole summer. It was just too. It was just the way it was. They, no, they were able to keep Don more. But the thing is that I'm excited about is that you know there are a couple of spots up for grab. There are there are two spots. Right, and based on my math, that are really up for grabs in terms of the forwards, and it'll be nice to see if a guy like Fast could step up, and Miller can then step up, and mm-hmm. maybe Miller use it as a chance where now he's got an open slot with spot with his name on it that he that maybe he didn't feel in the past he had. And, yeah, the uh, ideal situation you know, is, is that happening, and then you getting better production out of guys like Nash and even Broussard and maybe Zuccarello even gets a few more points. If you can get some better production, because, look, Nash had 13 assists, okay? To me, that's, like, totally unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Well, I mean, I, you know, getting back to the, the whole, you know, uh, who's going to fill in and, I mean, I, I, from the guys that departed, I don't begrudge Anton Strollman. He, I mean, there was a window we had with Anton Strollman, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, you know, he gave us some good years, got his payday, God bless. Ironically, where the Rangers have trouble is, is with the, the, the signing the, the, the free agents that are kind of like complimentary players, you know, right. in the eyes, crossing the teeth, type of in Benoit Pouillot, they completely hit, a gold mine, but ironically, he was only they only gave him a one year deal, which he never does. 
Right. It's not like we could have given him a three-year deal like we give every goon or every so-called tough guy. No, he gets a one-year deal. And God bless, he's over there in Edmonton, and he's going to lose and the whole stuff. And um, You so, wouldn't have I paid mean, him that money, though. There's no way. No. No. I think hey, God he, bless him. God bless him. He got, he, hey, we all know what happens to free agency. They get overpaid. He got overpaid. Yep. Listen. And I don't have to see 15 offensive zone penalties, uh, less that. I don't have to see uh, – I think he's also a product of playing with that line. I'm not saying sure. it's – I think it's a factor. I don't think it's the whole thing, but it's a factor. You don't have a that career line. year just out of nowhere. That like line was going all year long. It was. No and, uh, you know, I don't – The one thing that just – uh, really irked me was the Derek Dorsett thing. They couldn't. I, I know I'm not in love with the guy, but if they would have just paid a little bit more, they wouldn't have to get in Tanner Glass. You know what I'm saying? It's like stupid things like that don't add up in my head. And uh, I, I go back to Ren Murray. Mad. Just I go back to you know. Oh uh, God, Ren Murray. God, Ren Murray. Just bring up Scott Fraser and kill us all. <laughs> Zeno Seeger, I remember we got him, and he started to have anxiety problems once he came to the Rangers. I call those the coma years. I was out for about five years. After Gretzky retired, I, I was in severe depression, and that depression led to a coma. And I awoke in, uh, I believe it was January of 05. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I was covering I, the team during that coma for you. Yeah. Seeger had anxiety problems. He, he wasn't even watching them. Yeah, Ranger, try watching him through that period of time. All right, you got anything else for me? Because then I do have to really go. All right, Oscar Lindbergh. Oscar Lindbergh. Oscar Lindbergh. Lindbergh, baby. Yeah, I'm not high on him. I'm not. He real Ranger fans love this guy. This guy. Well, because he looked like he could do something in the World Championships. I think they were basing it all off of that. I think the fact that he never got a look this year is bad. I think he's a guy who's okay on faceoffs and skates okay and doesn't do much else. And I, I and I think they have enough of that. Okay. Well, I don't, you they don't, there's no room for Lindbergh. <laughs> no. They're set up the middle. They signed Lombardi. Yep. This, that. Once they got Lombardi, that was it for Lindbergh. That was it. Come on. There's always a, uh, hey, all right. Whatever. <laughs> I had enough of you both. Listen, all I can tell you is, all right. <clears throat> Best thing I could tell you is somebody broke out a Ouija board the other day. They spoke to Herb Brooks and they said the Rangers are too small. Even Herb Brooks thinks. <laughs> oh, so. oh, wow! <laughs> Comedy. And I leave, leave you with that. Laughing. They don't. They don't <laughs> call leave them laughing. laughing. Leave them laughing, Russ, for nothing. <laughs> All, All right, right boys. Russ. Thanks for having Look me. On. Thank you. Thanks Look for coming on. The book. Oh yes, yeah, you were a big help. Thank you. You were, yeah, I'll tell you about the Ranger book. You were a big help that day, Jim, on, when I talked about the Mets book and you started Tourette'sing out a bunch of old Met names. That was how good. Many, let, me, let me ask you something. How many of those names did you remember? Did you remember every one of those all names? All of them. No, I knew all of them, but Raider thinks you were working off a list, and I said, no, I don't think he was. No, I swear to God I wasn't working off a list. I believe you. I swear to God. <laughs> you didn't like Duffy you. Dyer, though, huh? No, I'm not a Duffy Dyer fan. We don't even bring up the name of the house. Basically what would happen is if I was like 
somewhere between 8 and 11 years old, and, and I was bugging my parents for a few weeks, and then they finally took me out to the Met game. If Duffy Dyer was in there instead of Grody, I, I was very upset. Yeah, that is. <laughs> it, it, it was like Ron Hodges. Ranger game and Valor kept <laughs> yes. Ron Hodges. How was Jeez. he with the Mets for so long? He was terrible. He was a backup. <laughs> there was, he was a, he he was like he was a reliable backup. Guy played for Peter. And how did Felix Beyond ever think he was going to ever hit a home run? He choked <laughs> up on that bat so much. <laughs> but, he only struck out, but, he, but he only struck out like 17 times. You would, give, you would kill for Felix Mion now. <laughs> Didn't he get I can't give a girl mustache like Felix Mion. That's who, true. Who was, the pirate, who was the pirate catcher Ed that Ott. body slammed? Ed, Ed, Ed Ott. Ott. That's right. Ed Ott. Shortest name, shortest name in baseball. Yeah. <laughs> like Ed, All right, so Ed Keith. <laughs> the Ranger Ott. book, basically, it's called 100 Things Ranger Fans Should Do Before They Die. We spell out a lot of fun things that fans should do, but it's not just like that. It, it branches off into a lot of different areas, and so we, we have some stories in there, some fresh interviews, and there are some pretty big names and, and some pretty surprising stuff in there. Um, when you read it, I guarantee you there will be one or two things you've never heard in your life. I know there were some things when I was doing those interviews that I never heard, and I think that will be the fun of it, too, that – There'll be some. I don't know if there'll be shockers, but you'll you'll be like, wow, didn't know about that. Nope, didn't know about that. There'll be if there's not at least two things or three things like that, I'd be shocked, and I think there'll be more. When does the book come out? October first. Perfect. All right. Just in time for the season. Just in time. Russ, as no, always, thank you. A pleasure. A lot of fun. And, uh, Appreciate it, guys. Joe, thanks for calling in. I met Joe at a draft. Uh, my first draft, actually. Long time ago. Yeah. 2001 in, in Sunrise, yeah, I sat next to him, he was a great okay. guy. Yeah, that's yep. great. All right, see you guys. Okay, take care. Right, take care. Take care. Thanks. The great oh, There you go. That that book that he uh, wrote with um, Adam, that, that's a whole series of books, 100 things, such and such. I mean, they do they have them all for baseball as well. They're, they're little paperback books. They're uh like oh, well, this ain't no paperback. This is a big book with pictures and everything. No, Joe's oh, yeah. talking about the no. new book. The 100 the new, Things oh, the new Ranger book. Fan. Oh, the new yeah. one. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. yeah. There's like a whole series of them. They have them for every NHL team and baseball team and stuff like that. It's a good, uh, right. good read, ain't you? Speaking of reads, are we going to do this uh, audible.com bit? Yes. Uh, we had on Stan on. Blah, 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 blah. No, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. Uh, I, have to, uh, I have to open it up. Yeah, we, we're very involved with Russ there, and I, I, I couldn't think about the advertising. That's terrible, I know, but. Russ was really good. I mean, we, we talked about everything. Oh, yeah. Duffy Dyer, the whole bit. Duffy no, like Dyer. in the organization, practically. All right. Get down to business here. Uh, let me make sure I have my... Before we bring the curmudgeon on? <laughs> oh, the curmudgeon, that ain't bad. I lo- hold on. I lost... Wait a minute. I lost my... Uh, Your script? 
I lost my copy here. Hold on. Where's the good one? Oh, here it is. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> Blue Shirt Underground Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our URL, which is www.audibletrial.com slash blueshirtunderground, you can get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. You can pick up books like Game of My Life, where Ranger greats such as Mark Messier, Frank Boucher, and Yaramir Yager talk to the, the great John Halligan about their favorite Ranger memories. The Making of Slapshot, Hanrahan, Your Wife's a Dyke, Behind the Steve look at the greatest hockey movie ever made, or one of the greatest sports books ever written, The Bronx Zoo, an inside story of the 1978 New York Yankees. You can read all about Sparky Lyle and his affinity for birthday cakes. You can sign up at www.audibletrial.com slash Blue Shirt Underground. Support Blue Shirt Underground Radio and sign up for your free trial to audible.com today. Once again, that is www.audibletrial.com slash Blue Shirt Underground. Those of you that have already Help signed up, we do appreciate it. Yeah. Help us out yeah. and uh, let's, you know, so we can yes. pay for the show, we can continue the show, and I the whole bit. Eat. I actually, I signed up, Jim. Good. <laughs> Excuse me, I had to see. Uh, I signed up, and Question. the first book I got was Game of Thrones. Nice. Nice. Book one, five and nice. Guess how long? The audio version. 23 hours. Nice. <laughs> See, that's a road trip right there. I know. Just put that on. Now think about it. You put that book on, you get in the car, you put the book on the radio, and by the time you're done with the book, you'll be here in Phoenix. <laughs> so. All right. Dan, how are you? Good evening. Good evening. Good, Good evening. to talk to you. Yeah, doing well. Good. What is that? Uh, that background music there? That's Game of Thrones. From the show Game of Thrones. Oh. Don't worry, you don't have theme music yet, Stan. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, I should have my own uh, introduction. Huh? I think I might work on that. Yeah. Let me so, uh, does, uh, what? Ladies no, and gentlemen, right. stand from Bayside. You had the great tune there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Stan. Uh, does Russ Cohn, does he get to see all these players? Uh, yeah. He does? I mean, How's he do that? He's a lot of them. I mean, does he see tape, or does he, you know, scout games, or what? I, I, both. I, I would assume both. Yeah. I mean, he's on the NHL Network, I mean, radio. I mean, this is what he does. Yeah. I mean, he's, no, I mean, he's there's legit. Hundreds of, there's hundreds of guys to see every year. I mean, I try and watch, uh, you know, college games and junior games and see guys. Because I, uh, I know he, was, he talked about that kid, Ryan Graves, who I saw in the uh, – uh, Memorial Cup, and he was like the best defenseman in the tournament. I was very impressed by him. So I'm glad he mentioned him. 
Yeah, and he, he actually kind of mentioned that he might make the team. Not this year. No? He's a couple years away. He's uh-huh. uh, 19. He's not going to make the team now. All right. Don't, a little bit of curmudgeon there. <laughs> we'll get off my lawnish there. I'm just saying. All right. All right, okay. Not quite there. Two, two, three years. All right. Okay. Stan, what are your thoughts on Duffy Dyer? Not much. Don't think too much about Duffy Dyer. His name doesn't come up with Nobody likes Duffy Dyer. How about Tyler Nanny? He's in high school. Think he'll make the ranking team? Tyler Nanny. He'd be unmercifully. Joe Control is doing bits. Yeah. He beat me unmercifully at Shea Stadium. They put me on the big screen and left me in a puddle of my own blood and piss. Oh, oh my God. Uh, so, Stan, what did you think of some of the comments? Did you, uh, I was a little uh, surprised on some of them. Uh, well, and I, look- and I, really wa- I really want to, I wanted to kind of point out that, you know, with Danny Cristo not being called up, I think A.V. got a look at the players he got a look at in training camp, and he basically made a depth chart from there from what he saw, and he kind of stood with that for the whole year. Because yeah. even with bringing up defensemen, you know, he would bring up Connor Allen. That was the guy that kind of impressed in camp. Fast, Miller, all the guys that he really saw, you know, with his own eyes. So I think if Bristow impresses in camp, I think he might be one of those guys that might come Could up. Be. You know, last year the Rangers were pretty healthy. They, were, they, were, they had some injuries early in the year, but then uh, when everybody came back, they were you know, pretty healthy the rest of the year, so there weren't a lot of uh, spots to bring guys up in. You know, if they have a situation where they get a lot of injuries, it could be a different uh, story. So, uh, right. you know, we'll see uh, – I don't know if they're going to have those Traverse City games on TV or not. I know they did a few years ago and not last year. Yeah, I know. I I wouldn't bet. I'd like to see that. But then we'll see in training camp, you know, who's – there's always going to be somebody who's going to surprise. And uh, like he talked about the kid Haggerty, who they gave a pretty, you know, pretty big contract to. And we'll have to see if the the kid's worth it. Because they definitely have a couple of spots open. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, like Joe said, a couple spots there to be battled for. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, and they're going to need some know, these I, young kids to make, to make the team and play well. Right, and and that, right, exactly. Some of these guys are going to have to come out of the uh, the unknown quantity uh, standing that they have and, and prove they can play and then play well because that's the only way the Rangers are going to keep the ball rolling, so to speak. So we and shall I see. I don't think they can make many more moves because they. I saw the other day they have uh, 49 guys on their contract. They can only have 50. So I mean, unless they're going to get rid of somebody, but they can only sign one more player. Well, as long as they don't get rid of Rafael Diaz, that's all that I. Oh. I mean, he Rafael Ow. Diaz is to me untouchable. Is he going to start playing that music again? Yeah, that's why I said it. You <laughs> <laughs> figured it out, I said it. Because <laughs> I really don't find Raphael Diaz all that valuable, but I wanted to say it for a comedy. 
comedy sake. But uh, apparently Jim oh, here we has six months. He likes this one better. Felix, I almost played this when you start talking about Felix Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> I like this little Jamaican feeling. Steel drum. <laughs> and not fresh. No. Can't believe this is Jackie Stanton. Good thing you brought his name up. <laughs> wow, we always, we always find a way to work a bit. They love the Mexican hat dance. Put that one for them. Give them what they, these people what they want. Stan, are you doing this also right now? I can't hear you. Oh, don't worry. The music was uh, drowning out. This one? Yeah. This, one. <clears throat> this is also the perfect time to say happy birthday to Adrian Lannery down in Australia. A new listener to the show who's been messaging me on Facebook. He loves us, takes us everywhere he goes. Adrian, Australia, Stan. We are very big in Australia. Australia, Stan. Why don't you tell your son who works for ESPN, maybe give us, you know, throw us a, let us, uh, you know, dip our feet. Get us going here. Talk to your son. Deserve the mass, deserve the masses, and the masses deserve us. Right. Oh God. Uh, hold on. Wait. My neighbors just started washing my truck. Hold on. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Stan? All right, Stan. Nothing. Somebody Stan? put a mirror in there. Is no. All right, take care, Ted. Yeah, guys. Take care. Right. Ah. Listen to the full oh, verse. All oh, right, that's the crap. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt the Rangers got like 40 guys unsigned. Carcillo, <laughs> the other guys, the, the, the UFAs aren't signed yet. Rafael Diaz, still in limbo. Do the limbo. Just the limbo. <laughs> Here we go. One week from tomorrow. What, you going to see Bruce? No, the mega powers of internet radio will converge in Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. Should be fun. Las Vegas. What are you? There it is. All right, everybody. I'm going to head out of here. The Tickles, the Tickles is here, baby. <laughs> and uh, Roy Erickson and all, everybody who joined us today. Mr. Kane. Oh, the Tickles. Tickles is here. So uh, I shall bid you all adieu, Jim. And once again, a fantabulous show. We hit all the bases. We hit all our marks. We hit everything good. 
for the World Vouch Broadcast. Yes. All right. Edward, always a pleasure. Thanks, Joe. Good night, everybody. Good night.